0: Talk more about this. Who better than Bobby Marks, ESPN front office NBA insider, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Bobby, we really appreciate the time. How are you?
1: I'm good.
0: How are you? We're doing well, Bobby. Really appreciate you. We just saw that you wrote about the Charlotte Hornets and a lot of NBA teams as it pertains to free agency, how teams are going to be able to operate under the cap. And my question to you is the other ranking article that you put out a lot every single year on ESPN. It's the future rankings. So just to give a little bit of a teaser, maybe it's a little too early to call your shot in a specific way. But how much does this Brandon Miller selection at number two affect where you think the Hornets might rank in your uh, future rankings uh, coming up soon?
1: I don't think it moves the needle. Um, I, I really, I think we got to see what Brandon looks like on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think if you ask me a year from now, you know, Brandon's coming off an all rookie year. Um, I think that certainly has a, a bigger impact right now. But yeah, I mean the future. The future power of things looks out in the next um, for the next three years here, but it's hard to you know it's hard to gauge where a player is you know in uh, in June than a, you know then from a year from now and everything like that. So I really like the pick. I thought Charlotte did a nice job. Um, certainly did a nice job with it in the draft as far as the direction um, they were able to go. Uh, I think you know certainly could have gone a lot of different directions here, but oh, I thought he was the best player. I thought Nick Smith um, had lottery. You know, it was a lottery grade. I think certainly his injury history maybe, you know, plagued him a little bit. James Naji is a, uh, you know, I got to talk with him at length. Um, you know, I think he's just raw. Um, he's played limited minutes overseas, but he's, as I said on TV, he's a physical specimen. And Amari Bailey is a nice, you know, nice, nice point guard who played well in the, in the pre-draft camp. So I thought they got four nice players. Uh, Bobby, it was
0: reported just a week before the draft actually happened that Michael Jordan would sell majority stake in the franchise, but would still be lead governor through the offseason concerning basketball operations. I'm curious with you because you were with the Nets when Mikhail Mm -hmm. Prokhorov purchased the Nets back in oh nine. Uh, Bobby, this seems so hard. Like how hard do you think it was for the Hornets to navigate something as important as the draft and even upcoming free agency when uh, there are so many important opinions to consider when making a second overall pick and beyond.
1: I think the draft is a lot easier than free agency because you're trusting your talent evaluators, whether it be Mitch or Michael um, or Cliff I think free agency is a a different animal because there's a cost associated with it. The draft is everything is slotted 1 to 30. There's no negotiating um, from a financial. You're basically looking at your scouting reports and you're you're judging it from a a talent perspective and how that player fits. Now we get into free agency in a a couple days here. Now that's a different animal because at the end of the day, this is not Michael Jordan's money anymore. This is the new ownership group's money here. So when you're looking at... Certainly, PJ uh, Washington and, and Miles Bridges, two restricted free agents. Uh, certainly, um, Lomelo's um, uh, ex- rookie extension, um, two for 207, I think, five, for 20- five years, 207. It's a big number. Um, that's where the change in the kind of holding pattern before everything gets final. That's where I think it more comes into play. and I think you certainly have to I know the new group hasn't taken over yet, but I think you still have to have them on speed dial when you're in the midst of negotiating PJ or maybe they want you may want to make a commitment to, to miles. I mean with us in Brooklyn, it was different because Prokorov took over in May right during the combine and by the time we got to July 1 when we had uh, you know 50 60 million dollars cap space, he was you know he'd already been voted in here where right now, I don't see that. Uh, I don't see that being the case until probably we, we get through, you know, get through the summer.
2: Bobby Marks joins us on the Bodyworks Plus guest hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at Bobby Marks forty two. And Bobby, with them bringing in Brandon Miller, I've always said that the Hornets need to figure out this roster this off season, as far as figuring out who's going to be the big two, big three, et cetera. But how should they shape this roster, especially? from a salary cap standpoint, things of that nature, to get the most uh, out of Brandon Miller and to be able to shape this roster the right way.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, you, you certainly, I think, you know, certainly with Lomelo and Mark, I think, th- you know, those two are, you know, and, and then you add Brandon um, to the mix. I think it's going to be, you know, who's who do you pick or can you bring both back with Bridges and, and PJ? Um, you've got, you know, the expiring contract of Gordon Hayward, um, you know Terry's still on their contract for um, you know for a few few more years here I think it's just getting an idea of kind of what your starting five is going to look like whether it be you know um, you know Miller and, and, uh, and Bridges I mean that's pretty intriguing then you got Mark Williams there um, you know what's the cost going to be associated with as I said with PJ here um, but I do think you're starting to I said, it, you know, last week I said this was probably the most important draft in franchise history, and I still mean that, and I think well, I'm intrigued to see these guys in Summer League here, but I thought they did a really good job, and now you, you start to see kind of a, a formation of, uh, you know, what this roster could be.
2: And then when you talk about uh, bringing in Miller and him having that rookie deal, and then you talk about Miles Bridges and what he could potentially get, is there any chance Miles doesn't come back?
1: Oh, sure. I mean, the likelihood is that he gets um, a qualifying offer which is um, you know has to be by Thursday here and I, I it's hard for me to see a team going out and giving him an offer sheet just based on you know everything that's happened you're basically inheriting a player that's going to be suspended for you know the you know, first you know ch- little bit of the season here to begin with um, would he come back and sign the one-year qualifying offer what's a comfort level with um, on a long-term deal here um, so sure, I think there's you know, but I you know unless you know the Hornets pull the QO and uh, he go let you know he becomes an unrestricted free agent, um, you know that becomes a little bit of a challenge. But I just I I just, I just don't see a team out there giving him four for sixty and an offer sheet here and then Charles, Charles on a clock, you know, having to you know match it.
0: Well, and Bobby, that was going to be my next question. You mentioned four for sixty. I mean, for me, it's been hard to try to gauge the type of money he's going to get because it Mitch Kupchak was basically telling us. He's going to be back and it was going to be at about $30 million a year clip. But now after missing a year because of his felony domestic violence arrest, yeah. he's going to miss the first 10 games of next season. I mean, even for someone as good as the, at this, as you are, how do you assess his value right now with something that, I, I mean, he's kind of unprecedented given him missing the year for this thing. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's tough because, you know, I mean, they have a, you know, uh, Mitch the ownership group and they have a better understanding than probably the outside world. And they've, they've read the police report and they've seen everything that's come through, um, you know, as far as, you know, whether it be from a background or from a legal standpoint here, and that's what's your comfort level. Right. I mean, things have changed, you know, on, on talent alone. Yeah. Miles is a, you know, 25, 30 million dollar player, but last offseason things changed dramatically as a result of, um, you know, everything here. And, um, is he looking for something short term and then maybe reestablish himself a year from now? I mean, certainly possible, but for me, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going more than, you know, 13, 14, maybe $15 million for him, That's that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that.
0: That's the voice of Bobby Marks joining us on the body works plus guest hotline ESPN NBA front office insider, Bobby, I want to go back to the ownership angle real quickly. Mm-hmm. So as a GM, what do you want? What should fans want from a new ownership group taking control?
1: I just think, you know, you don't have to come in and, you know, being a Mets fan, you don't need to have a, 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 an owner come in and just throw money around. Like I've, you know, and, and baseball it's different because there's no salary cap, but like, you know, I am I'm, I'm watching this Mets team, like just implode <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, so, like money doesn't mean anything, right? Like I think money means a lot when you're talking about the resources. When you have a coaching staff or your front office or you have the, the the resources from a scouting department or the software that you use or the medical technology, all the things that you don't have a cap on um, with, with that and providing the best comfort level for your players and to make Charlotte a destination. There's no reason why Charlotte can be a destination. You're, yes, you're restricted as far as how you build out um, your roster because of the salary cap and how much you can pay players. Um, you're not restricted on how, how many scouts you can hire um, and go out and you know, find under-the-radar guys, or whether it be in college or in the draft, stuff like that. So if I'm a fan, I'm thinking, like, wait, wait a minute, it's not going to be, how you know. hey, great, owners want us to pay uh, Lamella 5 for 207. That's great but i want to know like how is the organization getting better with, within itself and, and and i think you'll there'll be resources for them whether they add more scouts or they add more coaches or they you know they change their the you know medical te- technology here for that here so i think it's more of kind of the behind the scenes when you look at it from from the basketball world
2: bobby when you look at this roster too, which free agent moves and trade scenarios make the most sense for the Hornets, and, and what should they try to get back or what type of guys should they try to go for if they do try to enhance the roster a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got, um, you know, you're you're going to likely be an over-the-cap team <clears throat> just because of where you are. You know, you, your, your guaranteed money is pretty low. Um, so you're going to have your non-tax, which is at twelve four. I think you can certainly add some shooting to that roster. Um, from a trade's perspective, I think, you know, Gordon's number is is somewhat interesting if you maybe you're willing to take back money um for players that um that help you. I think the first couple of days of free agency kind of sets the table as far as kind of who's available and who's not. I think Gordon's number has available uh, has a lot of value too because there's a lot of teams out there um you know that are looking to you know move off money. Hey, if you if you wanted to get um you know um john collins and inherit that money probably wouldn't have been able to do that and i think those are the type of deals that you were probably looking at that teams that some of these higher spending teams that have length on years um you know swapping it out for an expiring contract
0: it's a very busy man joining us on the bodyworks plus guest hotline in between the nba draft and upcoming nba free agency bobby marks espn nba front office insider joining us here on weston walker bobby we really appreciate the time man thank you so much thanks bobby
1: thanks guys appreciate it. Thank you.